You are tuned into Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Real lives, real stories, and real hope through transformational leadership. You have entered the safe zone. The safe space for creatives, executives, business owners, dreamers, and leaders of the new school. Sharing tips, tools, and resources to thrive with authenticity as authorities on a global scale. Transformation is power, and so is your truth. Stay tuned for The Real Deal with Anika and her guests. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today we are talking about resilient leadership. It is 2022, and I hope that you are leaving everything behind that that did not work for you in 2021. So let's get started with our amazing power panel for the day. Just so happens, it's a bunch of Floridians on this call today. So shout out to everyone in Florida. And I wanna start off with introducing our first guest, Natalie Robinson Brunner. Brunner, it's all good. I knew it, I knew it just cause I did that. Natalie, tell the world who you are and what you do. Sure. Thank you for having me here, Anika. Um, so just a, a quick introduction of who I am. Started off as a teacher, got into higher ed, moved into nonprofit, where I had the wonderful ability throughout that path to get into leadership, um, working on several grants, taking over different departments, and then just having the ability to, to lead people towards um, a goal that's in their life. Now I run my own um, organization, GLADED Leadership Solutions, where we really focus on helping individuals and leaders and businesses be able to engage their employees in order to be more productive and, of course, um, be able to hit their revenue goals at a higher rate. And so I'm happy to be here. We do that through some training, some coaching, as well as consulting, and just uh, the ability to make the world a little bit better place because we spend a lot of time at work. So that's my goal. Thank you so much for what you do and thank you for being here. Next, I want to introduce Eddie Johnson. Eddie, tell the world who you are and what you do. Yeah, and thank you as well, Anika, for having me on today. I'm really excited. Um, but I am Eddie L. Johnson, a breakthrough expert, um, a speaker, an author, and founder, and CEO of E4 Inspiring Motivations. And I work with leaders who struggle to, to find real success and who want to identify the best qualities of their authentic self so that they can show up and make a difference through purpose, which leads to meaningful fulfillment and continued success. But not only that, I also train leaders to successfully break through adversity, which positions them to adjust and remain productive in their personal as well as their professional lives. So let's just go ahead and start with that word that you just dropped, adversity. It just so happens that many of, well, all of us are uh, people of color. And I can only imagine throughout our careers, even our educational journeys in college and everything else, we have faced adversity. You know, living as the, the people that we are, we faced adversity. And I wanna really talk about that because there's a lot of people that are in that season of their lives where they feel like adversity is basically, it's gonna take them out. Like there's no way 
you know, to get past it. Like it, things just keep on happening. So I just give up or I'm angry or I just want to, you know, not push forward. So let's first start with adversity. What to, to each of you, what is adversity? Okay. So that's a, a deep question. <laughs> What's adversity? Oh, wow. Um, I guess to me, it's it's that that struggle that sort of wakes you up to um, the fact that things may not be going the the way that you wanted to, and it 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 holds you back from trying to to really move forward in where you're trying to get to, and um, had a lot of those throughout life. You know, um, at one point in life, I uh, got on a plane. You know, I think I was like five months pregnant with my oldest kid. Um, leaving a, an abusive relationship and you want to talk about things not looking up like everything's going wrong you know they don't like hiring pregnant women you know so they don't have a job at the end of that that plane trip but just knew you had to to do better and so it really did not the way forward was not clear and it's really hard to to continue on and strive on when you're in the midst of it because everything around you has that that, that, that those negative feelings, those negative situations, and it's just hard to see outside the fog in order to move forward. So for adversity, that's what it feels like. You're in a fog and you just cannot see a path forward. What about you, Eddie? I, I, yeah, I love so, that she said, she said struggle and fog. Yeah, so I look at adversities as it's those challenges that we face in life. It's those setbacks that we deal with. It's those, those health issues that pop up out of nowhere, those financial challenges that none of us like to, like to see, right? Those bad relationships. Those are the things I consider as adversity. It's those mountains that come up out of nowhere. We're just minding our own business and all of a sudden this big massive thing just shows up and now all of a sudden we got to deal with it, right? You know, honestly, when I think about adversity, think about it like this. None of us are exempt from adversity. That's a fact, right? That none of us are. None of us ever invite adversity to come knock on our door. None of us ever invite adversity to come sit in our living room, but it does when it, it, when it wants to, right? And that's the way I look at adversity, you know? But adversity also, help make us better. And we grow through adversity. Exactly. We just gotta be willing, we just gotta be willing to look for those hidden gems within the mess that we're dealing with or that we're facing. And see, you and just I, hit on, on the pivot. Go ahead, Natalie. I was uh, just literally today um, picking up my son from school maybe an hour before we were on this call. And I was telling him that exact same thing. Like, I'm like, things in life are going to happen. It's not an if or maybe like those tough times, they are going to come in your life. Like they are going to, to happen. And so you need to not let it um, shake you to the point where you can't continue to move forward. You have to get into your mind that this is a part of life and I can still move forward because everybody has some level of adversity in their life. Everybody goes through something. Um, Cause you know, he has some issues like dealing with things don't go his way, he's not happy. <laughs> and he sort of shuts down a little bit. I'm like, no, sweetheart, we all have it, okay? It, it, it happens, it's, it's a part of life, but you have to understand to, to get your mindset, to, to accept it, 
and to be able to think, how can I get through it? And so um, that's what we're, we're focusing on uh, this year is our mindset. And so we're, we're doing some things to, to really focus our mind because uh, just trying to figure out how to get through things when they get tough. So I, I definitely um, hear you when you talk about that piece. That leads me to ask the question, you know, the, the way to pivot past adversity is to adopt a growth mindset. What does that look like? Because we talk about it all the time. You know, people hear us use those words, growth mindset, imposter syndrome, perfectionism. What does a growth mindset look like? Yeah, so I, I, I will say this, you know, for, for, for me, growth mindset starts with the attitude, right? And, you know, when, when adversity shows up, and we're facing it, the first thing we do is initially go to the negative part of what it is that we're facing. But here is the reality, is that our emotions at the time that something shows up is a starting point. So what happens is it controls our thoughts. Our thoughts, they guide our attitude, and then our attitude, it drives our behavior. So it totally throws us off. So that attitude piece, has to be in the right place. Because if it's not, we can find ourselves in some trouble. You know, one of the things I like to talk about and I like to share with people um, um, uh, when I'm speaking to them about resilience um, and everything is that we gotta start the journey with the right attitude because our attitude is the thing that's gonna set the tone for the thing that we're facing and that we're dealing with. I, I completely agree. And, you know, in that, um, that process you laid out, you know, I want to zoom in on uh, the thoughts part of it, because, you know, our emotions, they, um, they happen, right? Sometimes we can control them, and sometimes they, we can't. Um, <laughs> but like, your thoughts are something that you have to, to learn to sort of get under control, to, to shape that, that inner dialogue. And so a lot, you know, I, I tell people like, um, you, you got to, figure out what is your brain saying on a regular basis to itself it's saying something like if you're not paying attention to it like you need to figure out what is it saying to you um and then you need to say is this what I needed to be saying and if it's not you need to rewrite that script and tell it hey I need you to think this so we can get to that attitude so we can change our behavior and the outcomes um but that those thought processes that, that go on in our head um some of them you know or were downloaded into our brains as kids, right? You were told something over and over and over again. And, then <laughs> and so it's just a part of your psyche moving forward. You know, other things we allow into our mind by what we see, who we're around, um, the things we read, what we watch on TV. Like I tell you, like I protect my brain and my thought process like at all times. Like I don't watch anything. I don't hear anything. If I don't want to, if I feel like it's going to negatively impact me, then I, I sort of like, okay, we can't do that. We're going to, we're going to change from this channel. We're not going to watch that. We're not going to go here. Only because I, I recognize, like you said, that that thought impacts my attitude and the outcome so much that I protect it at all costs because in the midst of adversity yeah you feel those emotions um but I I can control there are things you control and things you can't control and so what I can control I put my energy and efforts into controlling them trying to get them on the right track you know um <laughs> Natalie uh you bring up some uh, something that just all of a sudden just I remember that I and I talk about this is that our mindset and our thought pattern, we have to start addressing that stuff now because we can't wait to the next big thing that shows up, big trouble that we find ourselves in, a big 
setback that we have to deal with or financial issue. We can't wait until that happened. All of a sudden, want to try to adopt this. Hey, you know what? I'm going to fix my thought process. Right. We have to start doing that now when everything is going well or okay. So when it shows up, guess what? We have a rhythm. We have a pattern. We have a history of being able to have better thought patterns and better mindsets to be able to deal with some of those things that we're facing. Exactly. And so we're tying in what we're saying. Uh, those adversities going to come. So do the prep work now. Do what you have to do now to get your mind ready. So when it comes, you aren't fogged down. You can figure out a way forward. Um, you can begin to have the right attitude amidst it and be able to navigate your way through that adversity. And so, um, yeah, it's just uh, just trying to tie it all together. Yeah, so recapping, you said that it's a process. You know, it is a process. And I love that Natalie said the inner dialogue because that goes with the communication piece, which was my next, my next thing. And communication with yourself is fine. The thing about it is that inner dialogue doesn't have to go out to the world. You can battle that in your head write it out, talk to somebody, go through what you need to go through before you take action. Because whatever that action is, if it's aggression, if it's anger, if it's, you know, whatever that is, that's going to change the altitude. And, and, and the first thing Eddie said was that attitude is out, it determines your altitude. And so, you know, we hear these things over and over again. And a lot of times we disassociate because we don't know, we, we can teach it, but we don't want to apply it to ourselves. And we may know better, but we don't do better. You know what I mean? So this communication, the process, you know, you talked about what you allow to penetrate your brain, Natalie. I, I'm taking notes, y'all, because she said the download, you know, what you allow. And, and that's where I'm at now because I associate the word allow with boundaries. And, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of how tumultuous your life is, no matter how much trauma you've been through or what you're going through at work or what you're going through in your relationships, and Natalie, I can attest to all that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're going through. You know, it's the fact that what you put out, you know, is what people are going to see. And it's ultimately what's going to change, keyword change, your outcomes, you know, so that that's really important. And I love, love what you're saying, because Eddie's saying that if you're proactive, then you don't have to be so reactive. Your reaction is going to be different because you're preparing for whatever it is. But he also said, take note of the lesson throughout the adversity because we go through things and we face resistance because something needs to change. So it's really a wake up call. And so if you have an attitude that adversity is actually the key to success, your, your mindset's gonna be completely different because if everything's going right, you're never gonna know what's wrong. Does that make sense? Yep, definitely. Spot on. Hey, Anika, you just said something. Um, you know, adversity, you know, one of the things too, you asked about adversity. I think about adversity is this too. Every everything that we face, there's a there's a meaning behind it. We just don't know what that meaning is, right? So my mother used to always will always tell me, but this is like an aha moment for me once, is that whenever we're facing something in life. We got to look at it as being a test. And we got to pass that test. We've gone through this preparation process. Now it's here. Now we got to pass it because if we don't pass it, guess what? We're going to have to take it again, right? But guess what? Once we pass it, 
then we're better prepared for what's next to come. That next mountain, I, I, I look at challenges as mountains. That's how I look at them, okay? Because they're these big mammoth things that show up. It may be something small, but we feel like it's mammoth, right? But here's the thing, in order to climb that mountain that we're dealing with, we have to have that endurance. We have to have already gone through the pre-work stuff. So those challenges and those mountains in our past was just preparation for what's next. So it's important that we get it right the first time so we don't have to repeat it, but also so that we can be ready so when the next one shows up, it doesn't hit us as hard. I was over here cracking up, Eddie. I'm sorry, Natalie. I was cracking up, y'all, because I call that Groundhog Day. When when you don't deal with the problem and it keeps like, you know, you're in that relationship and it shows up as a different face, you know, it's the same relationship, different person, different head, different body, you know, so I was cracking up, Eddie, because to, to your point, until you pass that test, there's so many people that don't want to deal, you know, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, you can ignore, you can avoid, but it's going to come back and it's going to come back and it's going to come back until you get the actual lesson out of it. So I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, I was I was cracking up out of my own misery from being hard-headed and stubborn and not passing the test, you know, like the 20th time. But listen, I'm on 21 and I'm gonna get it this time. No, right. I hear you. And I wrote down the word cycles, like before we even started this conversation, um, because there are just some cycles you go through. And sometimes you gotta step back and look at the adversities that you've gone through. Is there a, a pattern in them? Um, is there something that keeps happening in a different way? Uh, to, to really begin to understand, like, um, you may have gotten a lesson out of it, but is it the lesson that you should have gotten out of it? And so usually when we go through things, there's a number of lessons you can learn from it. Um, and so you can learn something, um, but then you go through it in a different way. And so now you got to figure out, okay, well, I didn't get the, the lesson, all the lessons out, so I got to do it a different way and get a new lesson out. So stepping back and looking at all of them together and saying, is there a reoccurring pattern amongst all these things that, that are happening? Um, and you know, that that song by, uh, was it Jonathan McReynolds Cycles? Like, oh my gosh, that's that's my song. Like, it, I heard it, I like broke down. I was like, oh Lord, <laughs> that's my song. I was over here singing it in my head. I was like, Cycles cycle yeah what the other thing too um you you just messed me up because i had a point but Sorry. then you started you started talking about cycles and i just i went there but you said something um i don't know but you said there's a difference between a lesson versus the lesson so yes that was that was my nugget for that but sorry cycles is going on in my head eddie i know you know what we're talking about yeah <laughs> so how do we break the cycles? That, that's the question. So breaking them, uh, sure, it, it, it's, it's going to take some work. And so it takes some, some, some introspective work. And so stopping and, and doing that, that reflection, that analysis, um, taking some time to you know, reach out to, to support, coaches, therapists, what you need to begin to sit down and offer sometimes an outside perspective because sometimes we've seen things over and over again. Um, and because we've seen it and are so close to the situation, um, we don't necessarily see all the points. And so having someone from the outside 
right, to help us to talk through it and to guide us through it is helpful, um, especially if it's something that keeps reoccurring and you can't figure out why it's reoccurring. Um, having that, that outside support to give you a new perspective that you may not have on that particular um, reoccurring situation, uh, it's just one of the things that you can do to, to help you to, to get past those reoccurring adversities that you may be going through. Yeah, and I'll add too, and you, you actually hit on both of these, but um, that self-reflection is real key. And, but the, the, the key behind that is, is that we gotta be honest with ourselves. We gotta be honest with ourselves that, you know what? This situation keeps showing up. It's the same, it looks different, but it's the same. It came from the right this time, but last time it came from the left, right? So we gotta be honest with ourselves in regards to the things that we keep repeating over and over. But not only that, and you said this, getting getting help. I'm gonna tell you something, especially Thanks. generational, we don't wanna talk to people, okay? Let's just be honest about it, right? We see as, you know what, if I go and talk to somebody, that means that mm -hmm. I'm not crazy, so I'm not gonna go do that. Let me tell y'all something. Talking to somebody professionally, is the best thing any of us could ever do, period. I did it, and I'm not ashamed to say I did it, but it was the best thing I could have ever done because basically what it told me was, Eddie, you're on the right track, but you know what? If you make some tweaks here, you make some tweaks there, you're going to show up better than you have ever showed up before. And I think if we do that and we'll allow somebody who's good at doing what they do to take a look at us from the outside, and what happens is all of a sudden we start to shed off all of that bad stuff that we've been carrying all of our life that we thought was good, but nobody was, a, nobody was brave enough to say that's messed up, right? But if we do it, but and here's the other part, sometimes the things that we do, we don't know that it's wrong because we saw it all the time and we think that's how everybody else do it. We're the only one walking around doing it. Everybody else looking at us like, what they doing? We think it's great, right? So having someone from the outside, as you said, Natalie, to give us some direction, to coach us through, to counsel us through, however you want to call it, is one of the best things that we could ever do. And, you know, I think uh, with that, that particular aspect of it is, and you touched on this, um, being honest uh, to the point where you are open. And so um, to allowing the, the change, being brave to take those steps into new directions. Um, you know, like you said, a lot of times we know the right thing to do. You know, someone tells us and highlights it for us. And then we kind of just sit on the information. Like you gotta start taking some steps, um, moving forward, being brave enough to go into a new direction, being comfortable with discomfort. Uh, change is never comfortable. Um, but understand that on the other side of that discomfort is the, the joy, the change, the better situation, the newfound uh, dreams, everything that you're trying to get to um, pass is on that other side of discomfort. And so being open to, to receiving information and then brave enough to take the steps necessary past your discomfort to get to where you're trying to go. Yeah, and you know something something interesting too, Natalie, what you just said is 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 opening up and being honest, right? And, and transparent. 
Okay. Mm. I'm probably one of the most transparent people that you will ever meet. I have no shame in the stuff that I've dealt with. I've gone through from childhood all the way up to, to where I'm at now. Right. And some people say, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could be that transparent and open. How can you be? Well, how can I not be? Because guess what? I've overcome all this stuff in my past. So guess what? I want to, I'm going to tell the testimony. So we want to look at it like that, right? That, that allows us to be open, to be honest and authentic with ourselves, but also with other people. And when we've gone through some of the things that we've experienced in life and we've gotten through it, listen, we didn't go through it just to hold on to it to ourselves. We went through it so that somebody else can be benefit, can benefit from it and be blessed by seeing somebody walking that actually have already gone through it. Right. So I'm I'm gonna be quiet. No, I got I got a recap. I'm bubbling over here. So the word that I was looking for to say what Natalie had said earlier is if you're the common denominator and what's happening because you said eddie it comes from the left it comes from the right it keeps it keeps slapping you upside the head because you're the common denominator you know things are changing around you but you're not willing to change that's the problem and you talk about authenticity and and transparency and to me that's vulnerability there are so many people that are scared to be vulnerable and the reality of it is is it's natural we are not we're human we were made to feel we were, we're not perfect. We're not the perfect ones. So we are imperfect, which means it's okay to not know it all, have it all, and want it all. But we have to ask for help. We have to get help. And in our specific culture, it is frowned upon to get external help. Yes, people will go to church, but are you talking to the pastor? Are you getting counseling? Do you have a therapist? And I, I was in therapy. I was, I was a clinician. But I now, I've had a therapist my entire life and will continue to have one till the day I die. Because you have to build your team. You have to build your own support network. So while you're in here swimming in your head and these thought processes and all these kind of things and wondering why nothing's changing around you is because you're not changing. And until you're ready to make the necessary change, because you can change some things. And I've seen this so many times, people change everything else except what needs to change. And then they're like, I tried to change. I worked on it. I went to therapy one time. Really? How's that working for you? You know, but at the end of the day, you know, many of us are vulnerable and transparent for the good of others. It's not for our own good. Yes, it is healing. It is healing for us. It's restoration for us. But ultimately, it's not about us. It's that we were marked to do what I believe God has given me a mission to do. So at the end of the day, you need to be ready to receive because you can't want change and not accept help. They don't go together. And so you, you two also said something, we talked about communication, but I wanna also talk about relationships because everything that we're talking about is about relationships. And resiliency is about the relationship you have with yourself and the relationship that you have with others. So in everything that you said, you said, get help, change generational curses, seek counsel, testify. Natalie said, be brave and honor new direction. I am the queen of new beginnings. Let me tell you something. There's always a day for a new beginning. That doesn't mean erase the lessons from the past, but you can leave the trauma behind and process it and heal. And my motto is heal, deal, and grow. You know, because 
what happened to you doesn't have to stay with you. It can inform you because pain is a signal of danger. It's a gift, but many of us like to hold on to it. Well, you can't walk in abundance and hold on to the pain. All right, I'm gonna get off my, my seat now. Y'all y'all go ahead. Uh, I just had to. No, I, I, I just had to, you know. I, I love it. Um, and as you talk on others, I, I wrote the word team down um, because you do need your, your team around you to support you in, in different ways. And so, um, you know, you need the person who helps you with this part, with that part, and understand that when you're going through things, um, because we're not, you know, individuals, we live in a society that interact with you, it sort of rolls over into your relationships and impacts other people. And so understanding that when you're going through a hard time, your kids feel it, you know, when you're going through a hard time, your partner feels it. Um, it's not just you that's going through it. So, um, you know, get the help for you and others to be able to help everybody as a team get through it. And, you know, Eddie, I love something that you said, um, about, uh, you know, you don't go through this for yourself, you got to testify, because you don't know who's watching you. And you don't know who's watching how you go through that particular adversity, because you don't know what they've been through. And they could have gone through something similar to what you've gone through. And they're looking at you to see how do they get through it? Uh, how do you get through it so that they can get through it? And so it becomes, you become a model um, that you don't even know. And so don't, don't take it for, um, for granted of getting the help, moving forward, learning the lesson, being self-reflective of the impact that it could have throughout the world, your relationships, and to people you don't even know. Yeah, so Natalie, you, you just opened up something now. Um, <laughs> you said you don't know who's watching and the whole nine. So the book that I wrote is called Passing the Test of Faith, right? And interesting enough, what brought me to this book was I was facing the biggest challenge of my life back in 2003 when my three-year-old son, Kendall, was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, right? But I made a decision that I was going to lean on my faith like I never did before. As it turned out, over time, people started asking me the question, where did you get faith that way? I don't think I could have had that kind of faith. So I did not notice I was under a microscope. People were literally watching everything that I was doing. I had no idea. As a result of that, and hearing it over and over, I started wondering myself, where did I get faith to trust God with something so big, right? So now I'm wondering. So then I went in search of that foundation and I found it. And as it turned out, that that start was in when I was in the ninth grade. I got knocked out the box, dreams, aspirations wiped away from in sports. But what I ended up realizing is that situation that happened in the ninth grade that took all everything away from me, it had to happen to prepare me for what was going to come 17 years later, right? But back to what you just said, people were watching me. I had no idea. And ever since that time, what I realized, people are always watching me. They never say anything. 
But as long as I continue and as long as we continue to deal with those, those, those adversities that we face and we face them the way that we do with our head up, knowing that we're going to bounce back, we're not going to stay down. Guess what? To your point, Anika, it's not about us, but it's about somebody else being able to see it so that as they're starting their journey, they have the strength to actually start in a good starting position. Oh, that, that's great. And, you know, they, they talk about, um, and Nick, you can sort of talk more about this than me, but when they talk about depression, right, uh, one of the things that they tell you to do is to not focus on you, but to turn your attention to others, serving, volunteering, giving, and so shifting that focus onto how you can support others um, helps you to realize um, that you have, yes, you're going through something, but there are other people that you can do and other things you can do while you're going through it. And so not to just sort of get you so entrenched in what you're focused on, um, but to sort of open up your perspective and sort of look at some, some different um, things you could be doing. And you know what, that leads me to another point about resilient leaders is that they champion other leaders. They build people up. And one of my big, big, big takeaways is mentorship and membership. And that's because throughout the beginning of time, we are created to live in villages. And what's interesting enough is that we will do that as far as our family is concerned, but we don't do that professionally. We don't do that spiritually. You've got groups in these churches and things and people never group up. You've got, you know, organizations, people are like, you know, why did you, you know, pledge or why did you this or why did you that? I am a proponent of professional organizations because leadership development skills aren't afforded to everyone unless you're in a particular program or something, but in professional organizations, there's conferences, there's all these different things. And, and so at the end of the day, service is the key. And even if you are looking for service for yourself, you can gain it by serving others. And so to me, that is a hallmark of leadership is service. And it's something that is overlooked oftentimes. And, and this is the key to me. Everybody feels like they have to have it all together before they can go out there and do anything for anybody else. I want y'all to just go ahead and break that down because I know y'all got y'all y'all can take that away. But but yes, just you know, I if I if I had waited for that, I still wouldn't be out there. So waiting, um, if you start to wait, you will probably wait forever because in your mind, um, there, there's some roadblock that makes you feel like you have to wait. So either you feel like you, you don't have something, um, you can't do something, you don't know someone, um, you don't have the right amount of money, and it becomes a, a self-imposed roadblock to you sort of moving forward as opposed to saying, you know what, um, it's possible. And so opening up your mind to not saying, uh, you know, what, what, what I can't do because of a certain situation, backing up and rethinking it as to what are the possibilities? How can I, instead of why can't I? And so just sort of, again, that mindset we had talked about beginning shifting it 
of instead of focusing on why you can't do something, figure out how can I, how can you go around it, go over it, under it, whatever you got to do, you know, um, in order to, to go into that space and to go into service. And so, again, we talked about, you know, some of that self-reflection. So why do you think you can't serve other people? What is it about service that you feel is holding you back? And let's rethink about that situation and figure out, okay, how can I do it in spite of that thing? Because there will always be something that we can think of that can hold us back if we um, focus on what we can't do because of a situation or a roadblock that's in our way. And so if you want to serve, um, do it. If you want to get out there, do it. You want to start that business, do it. Like um, the, the time is now because the time is going to pass no matter what. Um, what you could be doing is learning lessons, becoming better, moving forward. And instead of sort of focusing again on yourself, your thoughts, your roadblocks, and not learning the lessons to help you continue to, to move forward. Yeah, you know, when I think about service to others, um, what, as you was talking, Natalie, what kind of came to me was, was legacy, right? What am I doing today that if I was gone tomorrow would be left behind for others to model? And I think we have to think about that as leaders, right? What are we doing today that we can leave behind for other people to model. And I think when we think of it and we look at things from that perspective, it puts us in a position of service because we're not thinking about ourselves in that moment. But what we're doing is we're thinking about people that we don't even know or we may not even come in contact with, right? So there's things that we're doing today, for example, right? Five years, 10 years from now, somebody that we have no idea will hear this podcast, they're going to hear it and they'll be blessed by it. We're serving others. And that's what it should always be about. So I think when we think about service to others, I like to think about it from the perspective of what's the legacy that we're leaving for other people? Even in the midst of our adversity, what model are we leaving for other people as leaders so that they could actually feel empowered feel like they can move forward, feel like they can overcome or whatever it may be. I love that word legacy. Um, I don't date nobody unless they got like, I was like, hey, I'm trying to build a legacy. You need to, if you're not trying to build nothing, then you and I, we don't need to, uh, <laughs> we don't need to, I'm dead serious. Are you saying that? Um, but in our legacy, especially in organizations, uh, there's lots of ways you can leave legacy, right? So you can leave legacy in how you relate to um, your your team. You can leave a legacy in sort of a succession planning. You know, organizations, they never do that enough uh, when it comes to, to moving forward and being prepared for a future and leaving a legacy. Um, you can leave a legacy in the, the work that you do, the programs you build, the, the, the products you make. Um, are those something that's going to impact the world on a, a level that lasts for generations? And so don't just just think about it in one capacity, but think about it. There are multiple ways you can leave a legacy um, in your organization, in your family, in your community. Um, and then, like you said, just taking those steps forward to begin saying, okay, how can I begin to, to serve people? How can I begin to help that service last for um, my term as well as throughout the, for my kids and the, the generations to come? That leads me to think about the fact that your legacy does not have to be tangible. It can literally be the lessons that you're showing your kids. 
as entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. my, my children are eight, 11 and 16. And my two daughters told me that they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be like their mommy. And it's so interesting because we model what we see, whether it's healthy or not, we model it. And we talked about that earlier. And the reality is, is that whatever we're teaching our kids, they're going to teach their kids and their kids are going to teach their kids and their kids are going to teach their kids. And it really has to do with the morals and values that we're teaching them. What, what are we teaching them to value? Is it time with others? Is it time helping others? And my daughter told me, she said, mom, don't be, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't take offense, but there's some things that you do that I don't want to do. And I'm like, good. You know, I, I, I'm very transparent with her. Like, don't be like your mama and don't do this and don't do that, you know? But at the end of the day, that is our legacy. You know, what we stand for, our brand, like who we serve, how much time we spend doing something, you know, what we, we accept from others, you know, how, how we let people treat us, how we communicate with other people. So while so many people are chasing monetary success, you have to understand that success is not monetary. Fulfillment is not monetary. Abundance is not monetary. We're talking about legacy. We're talking about change builders. You know, we're, we're talking about all these things and they have nothing to do with money. It has to do with being a lifelong learner, accepting change, understanding that you're not perfect and wanting more. And there's nothing wrong with wanting more. We have people that are greedy. There's a difference between greed and wanting to be better. So I love that. And when, when Eddie dropped legacy, I got paralyzed over here. Cause I was like, that word just means everything to me, everything. You know, I, 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 go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, um, I was just agreeing uh, that that's that's like I said one of my my keywords that I that I definitely have is legacy and how to to move forward. Um, mindset is uh, another one, uh, and within that, uh, I also have uh, accountability. And so um, I don't know about y'all, but um, I set up goals and you know work on my mindset, and then you know um, at least for me, I get you know New Year's resolution style fall off the track every now and then. And so setting up those uh, those guardrails, those systems, those people in my life to help keep me on, on track as much as I possibly can um, in trying to get to my, my legacy. You cracking up over there, Anita. Because I'm the same way. I literally just spent the last three weeks planning my life. I was like, okay, New Year's is coming. I got to get it together. Like there is no going back. I'm, I'm not doing it this year. It's so I'm cracking up over here. Cause that's, yes, you're in my head. You are in my brain, but it's, it's the truth, you know, is that we have to, you said guardrails. Like I'm over here taking notes. I'm like, that's what they're called. Yeah. I need those, you know, can we get the bumpers like bowling? Like, you know, I need the little buffer. You know, can I, do I get a little buff? Like, just, just give me a little grace. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm over here cracking up because yeah, but I know people relate, you know, because without accountability, that's the whole reason you need a coach. That's the whole reason you need a support network. That's the whole reason you need a mentor. That's the whole reason you need to be a mentee. And you can't have, I literally have all of it. I'm a mentor to three people. I, I have a mentor. I have multiple coaches. They just don't know that they're my coaches. 
I call them with impromptu sessions like, hey, I need your brain. Can I can I just get your brain and tell me whatever you need to tell me? I'm not going to cry. I might cry, but I won't take offense, you know, and and that's the reality is this is leaders have a bigger responsibility and need more support because when you are carrying a load to lead others, you have to be able to unload elsewhere. So yeah, but I'm cracking up over here because yes, I'm like, mm -hmm. but yes, to your point, absolutely true because accountability, it's what differentiates, differentiates us from perfection. We're not perfect. We have to have somebody. And for many, I know people that, you know, I have my mom and I still go to her for guidance. I literally called her this morning and was like, can I have my mommy moment? But then there's times I'm like, okay, don't be my mom right now, please. Like, I just need you to listen. I don't need you to like, but you have a lot of people who are older who feel like they don't have to look to anybody. And it frustrates me because I'm like, that's why you have the, the pyramids and churches and in organizations and the board of directors there's a check and balance in anything that you do because there's a reason for it. And as adults, we have to build our own team just like we do for our health or anything else. It's, yeah. No, it's interesting. You, know, you, you know why so many um, programs that we go to, to and trainings that we go to, you know, they're good. We walk away from them and we're like, man, so excited. This is it. This is it. And what do we do? We go home, we put it in a drawer and it's gone, right? However, if we have someone, like you said, Natalie, as well as Anika, for the accountability, it sets the, lay the, the level field, right? We have a better chance of ba basically being successful at what we just learned or what we just experienced or what we just heard, if we take the time as leaders to have somebody to hold us accountable. We can't think because we got this word that people refer to us as a leader that we already arrived, because guess what? We haven't gotten there yet. But many of us want to think that we gotten there and we're far from it. So having that accountability piece is, is, is real key. And I think it's probably, Natalie, you said that's one of your words. Hey, that's spot on. I like that. I think that needs to be everybody's word, accountability. That goes to, um, as a leader, you first got to lead yourself. Um, if you can't lead yourself, like we talked about, through your own adversities, through um, your own goals, through your own um, legacy building activities, if you don't know how to do that for yourself, how can you do that for others as a leader? Because you're supposed to be showing them the way to go, having, setting the vision, encouraging everybody to get there. But if you don't know how to do that for yourself and your own goals, how can you do that for others? And so step one is you got to lead yourself. And that means getting the accountability help support you um, and getting to that point. Um, then you're learning the skills on how to help other or others or be accountable um, for other people in getting to the goal that you have set as a, an organization. And so um, having that coach is not only about like showing you or being accountable for you, but showing you how to be accountable to other people. And so you can learn lessons as you're, you're going through coaching, going through therapy, whatever um, thing you're going, you're learning skills on how to help other people go through the same thing that uh, you may be experiencing. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm loving, ladies, I'm loving this. And I, I appreciate y'all for allowing, allowing me in on this conversation today. I tell you, I'm getting a lot out of this myself. <laughs> I'm sitting here making plans. I'm like, ooh, for the virtual conference. And this, this, I'm like, yes, because we could go, we could literally expand upon every single one of these concepts. And, you know, she just said something and it made me think about skill building. People don't think that that's an ongoing process. It's like, oh, I'm an expert at this and I'm just going to, I'm a chill in my zone. I'm just going to do this all my life, you know, and that's just it. And it's like, okay, but you've put your blinders on to building skill, like additional skills, evolving, innovation. You know, we, we're moving on to do things differently than, than we have. And, and which Natalie, like in your field, of course, you working with organizations, they weren't ready for remote work. You know, it's like, yeah, this has been a topic of conversation for 20 years, but, you know, we were like, we're not there yet. Well, all of a sudden, online businesses are booming, you know, but don't let me get on my tangent. But yeah, I wanted to talk about, you know, the ability to evolve, you know, as a leader, because that's something that we have to do. And Eddie, believe me, we're going to do this again. I'm down here. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. That reminds yeah, definitely. Um, that reminds me of the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Um, where basically change is happening. And so you could stay there, not learn the skills, not grow your organization and everything else is around you changing and you will be left behind. And so if you aren't building skills, learning, growing as an organization, just to keep up. We're not even talking about like trying to get ahead of the curve. Like you got to do that just to keep up with the way things are changing. Like how many people were not adept to using the laptop and the computer at the level that they needed to be to be remote because they said they didn't have to, right? And then what happened? Like you said, the environment changed. Now you had to, and I'm going to, I'm putting my mom out there. She was one of those people. She's a teacher, right? And so we are like in the background trying to help her in class teach her kids because they got to be remote and she don't know how to work teams. And so we trying to go back and forth so the kids can get a lesson and everybody didn't have that. But like things are changing and you have to build your skills to stay up with the changes or else you really will be left behind. Hey, listen, if COVID did not teach us anything, it taught us change because mm -hmm. all of us have had to change all of us have had to make an adjustment to whatever it is that we was doing and for many of us we thought some of the think about how many companies today say you know what we would never have employees that'll be remote or if an employee wanted that because they wanted a better work-life balance right the company said, no, we, you can't be, um, you won't be able to provide us the best by doing that. Now look at where we are because of change, right? And now everybody's realizing that, you know what? I can be more productive. I can save money. Not only that, my employees are happier because they have a better work-life balance. And not only that, because they're happier, they're at home, they're with their kids, they can do things for their kids that they couldn't do before, but they're more productive now. And they're giving me, giving the company and the organization more than what they was giving before, right? So change is really big, you know, as, as leaders when we're thinking about resilience and everything. So, so yeah. And just to uh, sort of to, to add to that, one of the things that and bring the DEI into this, um, it disproportionately impacted women 
um, not having that option to, to be remote and the, the capability to be able to have that, that work-life balance too, you know, um, because the way our society is set up, have more of the responsibilities when it comes to child rearing, um, taking care of parents, um, that when they, when we had the opportunity to be remote, it allowed us to figure out how do I navigate these systems a little bit better by being able to interweave them as opposed to having the nine to five where, okay, um, I have to find someone else to do this job for this amount of time period and then I could check back in as opposed to saying, how can I help everything fit together? Um, and so just understanding that just because something works out for some people doesn't mean it works out for everybody. And I think that's what was really highlighted when it came to um, the remote, the good and the bad of it, because then it became overwhelming um, to, for some women um, having to do both with the kids at the, the house. Um, but just understanding that, yeah, I was too. So <laughs> um, that as we, we talk about these, these changes and moving forward to, to look at it from different perspectives, how it impacts different groups of people, whether it's good for everybody. Um, I think oftentimes throughout our history, uh, a lot of laws were made, policies were developed for a group of people because they were in charge, it was good for them. And they sort of said, this is the way it's gonna be for everybody. Um, and so as we're dealing with the changes, dealing with COVID, dealing with new policies, learning how to move through these adversities, understand it from different perspectives and how as a leader, it impacts different people within our organization. We're not gonna go down that hole of who everything was created. I had to just rear back in my chair. We're not. We're not gonna. I have just saying just because don't. Mm, that's a whole nother thing. But to your point, I got married to a marine three years ago, and I was in Stewart, Florida, and I had just left my job because my supervisor called me a B, and I said, "Okay, jail or entrepreneurship." And so I started a life coaching business because I didn't know what else to do, but I had children that. You know, it was during the Parkland shooting and stuff, you know, where, you know, mm, my daughter hit yeah. the bus and they were scared to go to school. And then, you know, an Uber driver got shot in my neighborhood. Like I was just like, you know, my first job is to protect them, you know? And so mm -hmm. I was like, how do I do this and still do what I love? Plus the main reason that I became a life coach was because when people were leaving the treatment center, there was no aftercare, you know, mm -hmm. there was nowhere for them to go if they had a question you know, to get into a group home or do anything. And I realized that every sector that I worked in, it was that way. When they got out of prison, it's like, good luck, don't come back. You know, mental health, you know, you're Baker acted, you go out, you're trying to do better, but literally there's nowhere to go, you know? And so it was all these things. And then, you know, when I got over here to Hawaii, it was a thing of, okay, how do you run a business with multiple different time zones? You know, I'm calculating things in my head. I'm, I'm doing three hours, you know, of traffic to get the kids to school, to get them back. Then one of the schools was on a 12 month system, you know, and all these things. And I got client calls waiting. And then I had to start getting up at 430 in the morning. And I finally said, you know what? I'm in control. All of y'all are homeschooled. Like, I don't have to go anywhere. I got 15 hours of my life back. And so when people are like, oh, well, I don't want to do remote and I don't want to do this. Well, guess what? I know every computer system because I've been sitting here for three years figuring this stuff out when I didn't know that this was putting me ahead of the game, you know, and it's so interesting how we are prepared for things that we don't even know that we're prepared for. Like Eddie said earlier, like he was prepared 17 years ago for what he has. Here I was having adult temper tantrums, like why I got to work from home. I want to go see people and I want to this and I want to that. Now I'm like, mm, I got my screens. Y'all still trying to figure it out. Mm, so sorry. You know, if you need some help, you know, you can book a call. But really, like, 
we have to learn, you know, we had a, a panel, I think our last panel was transferable skills. People don't know that's a thing. Yeah, you worked in corporate, but you can absolutely transfer all of those skills to do what you were set out to do. And, and that's what we have to be willing to listen, to learn, and to leap. You know, it's just, yeah, it's scary. And that, that's on one of my, my things for resilient leadership. You got to be a risk taker. It's not easy. We don't always have all the pieces. We may have steps one through two and we just got to run because three is going to have to come later. You know, we'll figure it out, you know. But, you know, we have to really, like, be ready to just just leap. Just go. That's called faith. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I, look, I got it on my arm in case I ever forget. <laughs> fearless faith, you know, it's fearless faith. Like I, when I, when I adopted that mindset, everything mm -hmm. changed. Cause that was the day that I didn't have a job when she called me that name. I just had to leave. I figured it out, but I hope our listeners are really taking note of everything that we're saying. And I want to thank each of you for being here. I want to ask you, what are your last words of advice to any of our listeners out there that are struggling with adversity, that are born resilient and don't know what to do with it and taking the next steps and being the best them? Natalie's a I, I guess I, I would say um, keep going. I think a lot of times um, when we don't know what to to do, we we stagnate and and stop. Uh, a lot of this in life is trial and error. Like um, sometimes you'll get it right and sometimes you won't. Um, but if you're in that adversity and like you said, if you tried. That, that one session, maybe keep going back to another session. Um, like keep trying, keep moving forward, don't stop. That, I think that would be my, my biggest thing. Um, if you gotta do some self-reflection, whatever it is, figure it out. Keep trying different things until you get to where you need to be to, um, so you can get what you want out of life. So just, I understand it been through it, got more stories than I probably can ever have the time to tell. But keep going, keep going. There is always a, a, a morning after the midnight, you know, there's always a, a mountain after the valley, like keep going. Um, that's what you kind of need to remember. Yeah, so I would say, um, first and foremost, remember this, that you're not alone. You know, when adversity shows up and we're facing things as leaders, a lot of times it's, it's, it's very easy to feel like we're there by ourselves and nobody else is there with us, right? Um, and the second thing I would say is, is that um, when adversity shows that weight that hits us, it can be overbearing so much so that we just want to just instantly give up. And the only way that we can find balance to what it is that we're dealing with is, man, I got to find something to offset this. The problem with that is this. 
if you got a 25 pound challenge standing in front of you, finding a 25 pound blessing or, or, or thing to balance that, it's not going to happen because we're human. We're just not going to find it. So what we have to do is we have to find the little things. And if we find one little thing, it will open our eyes up, up, open our eyes up to the next little thing and to the next little thing. And what will happen is that two and a half pound and that five and a half pound, I mean that five pound and that two and a half pound and that 10 pound and that five pound, it'll equal 25 and we'll balance out. So don't try to look for that one big thing to offset, find the little thing first. And it might be as simple as, you know what, what I'm facing, what I'm dealing with, it hurts, it's painful. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this right now, but you know what? It didn't take me out at first sight. That's a blessing. Now that opens our eyes up to see another little blessing that we didn't even think about. So find the little blessings in the midst of the things that we're facing and it'll help balance out what we're dealing with as leaders. Thank you, Eddie. You just spoke life into me. I'm going through something right now and that's been my attitude, but I didn't even know that that's what it was because I'm, I'm relieved because I'm not even letting it take me. I'm just like, you know what? That's freedom. When you make a decision and you know it's the right thing, regardless of the after effects, but you're walking into the blessings that you know are coming because you're obedient to it, that's that offset you're talking about. That's that offset. That's going to be my word for today, offset. So I want each of you, starting with Natalie, tell the world how to find you and anything you have upcoming before we go. Sure, thank you. Um, so how to find me, I'm mostly on LinkedIn uh, a lot. Uh, you can join our LinkedIn group, Gladded Leadership Solutions, or you can follow me, Natalie Robinson Bruner, uh, also on Facebook and IG, but really, really, most of the stuff is on LinkedIn. Uh, also, what's coming up, so we have some, actually this Saturday, we have a little mini conference on a toxic free year. And so we're gonna be talking about how to have a toxic free year from multiple perspectives. Uh, we have someone on there that's gonna be doing some breath work, talking about relationships, our environment, um, toxins in our body, and then I'll be going over toxic um, work environments. Uh, also have another training coming up on critical thinking and thought leadership. That one's free, look on the, the LinkedIn group. Uh, I also provide DEI trainings for organizations uh, coaching for individuals and then consulting when it comes to helping your um, organization becoming more DEI friendly, um, inclusive and belonging and having the, the social justice that our society needs to, to be a little better. You know, April, I'll have a TED talk coming out. So look out for that as well. Lots of things going on. All right, Eddie, what about you? Yeah, so the best way to reach me um, is by going to my website, which is eddielljohnson.com. That's eddielljohnson.com. Um, as far as social media, um, especially LinkedIn, um, you can find me basically at everything at eddielljohnsone4. That's eddielljohnsone4. Um, 
And as far as, you know, what I have coming up, you know, one of my biggest things is helping people to find purpose, um, to find those very unique gifts that we all have um, so that we can show up and, and move toward meaningful fulfillment and continued success. But um, I have an actual purpose program that people can link into, but also have a free um, purpose program called Created with Purpose. And that's kind of like a good intro to what purpose is all about. Again, it's all about other serving other people. But if we're going to do that and we're going to leave a legacy, let's do it with excellence. So let's find those best unique pieces that, that we have to offer. But all that information can be found um, at my website, which is eddieljohnson.com. And um, that's it. I want to thank each of you for being here. I will make sure to put the descriptions in the, the podcast description, not the descriptions, your information in the podcast description so that listeners can find you. I want to encourage our listeners to step into abundance in 2022 because this is our year. You know, if nothing has come of the last two years is that we have had the time to reflect. And if you miss that self-reflection process, you need to tap back in because that's all I've been doing. You know, so thank you for being here. You know, hopefully you've learned how to transform your trauma into resilient leadership. I want to thank you for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. As always, stay powerful.